0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds.
1: All right, welcome back, everybody. We've got the Inside the Birds podcast, episode three. Adam Kaplan, our insider to my right, to my left. Billy Osborne, our former player, our former Eagle, our former scout, our former everything, just a rock star. And, of course, I'm Jeff Mosher, Eagles beat writer a long time. This is the third episode of the Inside the Birds podcast, but, guys, it is the first Official episode of the Inside the Birds podcast being a part of the Go Birds Network. We want to thank them. Really happy to be involved with them with WIP Radio 1 and uh, look forward to growing this thing all together as one. What do you guys say about that? First of all, we're on
2: Facebook Live. I got to love this. Facebook Good job. I, I'm, it's weird because I'm, I'm scrolling on my phone and I'm seeing myself on my phone. What is going on here? This Welcome is actually to really 2018. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, I know, I know. Exactly, exactly. Welcome to the internet, people. There you go. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, Bill, you've been through this. This is, this is Bill Osborne, a former Eagle and a, also was a scout for the Chiefs. You went through the cut down to 53 where you were waived. You were an undrafted free agent. Mm-hmm. What First of all, before we talk about you as a personnel guy, what were the 24 hours before that deadline, that initial deadline to 53, what was that like for you as a player?
3: It's it's heart wrenching. Your your mind is all over the place. You're going through scenarios. Um, you don't. You know, I didn't have the social media that
1: I had you know, you have
3: now. But, <laughs> so you, you didn't find
1: find out you were cut or exactly made the team on okay, Twitter. Exactly on Twitter. <laughs> you no,
3: know, uh, it was it's it's amazing because you know you're talking to your agent. You're going through the scenarios. You're seeing how many guys are gonna gonna take. And and I did this more than once because I've played on a couple different teams. So I went through a couple different cuts, and it's. It's heart-wrenching. It really is. I feel for all the guys out there because, um, you know, you're you're exhilarated because you want to make the team. And as we know, even if you make the team, you can be cut the next day. So it's there's so many feelings that, that go through it. All I know is that it's, it's heart-wrenching, and you never feel safe, really, until you're taping up and you're going out for the first
1: game. You played mm. in an era. Wow. You yeah. played in an era of – and you played for Buddy Ryan. And you played in an era where coaches – I don't know if – you know, nowadays you see a lot more emotional intelligence. They talk about Doug Peterson. You played an era of the stoic coach. Do, yep. do you have a, a Buddy Ryan cut down story that you'll, you know, that's always kind of in your memory? Yeah,
3: there, yeah there's so many things because, uh, and Adam, we talked about this last night. As players, you could see guys like kind of positioning to they want to get put on IR so they could get paid. <laughs> I mean, don't think that that doesn't happen. That happens. And um, so there's all these different scenarios you go through and you want to make the team and you have the players and you're, you see the coaches, how they treat you a little bit different in the days leading up to the final cut or to this cut. So it's it's crazy. But
1: did you just say guys want to go on IR uh,
3: if they feel that they do not have a chance to make the team uh-huh. or they don't feel that they're going to be able to play in the league that year? They want to get paid. And ultimately, you know, money drives a lot of decisions, both personnel-wise and as players. And some guys will get hurt or Mm -hmm. look like they're getting hurt to be put on IR. Wow, it's really it's crazy. There's so many stories. Well, right. it's an interesting right. dynamic, Adam, yeah. right?
1: Because it works both ways. You have players. They always say you can't make the club in the tub, but apparently, in some ways, it does benefit you're if, you're, in the tub, if yeah. you're if you're if you're intentionally hurting yourself or or really kind of exaggerating injury to make sure you're on IR and getting paid. That almost counteracts the teams, Adam. That kind of come up with injuries to stash certain guys, which is not as much now as it was back then, but we always used to talk about it, the phantom injury, to be able to put a guy that you really like on IR, who's not really hurt, but he needs that year of grooming and maturation to really play at this level.
2: So, so as someone who used to follow the NBA closely, the the common fake injury in the NBA was the lower lumbar strain. Oh, yeah. You know, your back strain. Ouch. And. There's not one common NFL. You can't really fake an injury because the doctor's got to check it out. As, as Bill said, they don't want to pay you if you're not hurt. They're not going to pay you now. There's the way Jeff, as you talked about the supposed stash injury, uh, or the guy gets hurt, and now what you'll do is you've got the extra. You've got the return to play injured reserve. Uh, rule we just put in some years ago where you could bring a guy off IR at a certain point during the season uh, but yeah it, it's, it's hard now these days to not to, to be able to fake this thing but I think there's an exaggeration if a guy's got a four to six week injury he's probably going to go on IR if you like the player and you don't want to put him through waivers Bill had to go through waivers okay? right. the way it works is today at 4 p.m. Eastern uh, you know if you don't have four years of service or more you have to go through waivers and tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern Teams can claim those players off waivers. So then, at one o'clock Eastern, you could set the practice squad. So, Bill, after you passed through waivers, did you go to the practice squad?
3: Yeah. So, uh, Adam, it's it's kind of, it's kind of crazy how it all happened. But I had a hernia, and I knew it.
2: Oh, I had a was it called sports hernia? (laughs) (laughs) At that time, time it was just called a
3: hernia, and I could see it. It was on my right inguinal area. You could see it. I could see it It was protruding out. Oh my god! I didn't have a lot of pain, so I was like, I was caught because I wanted to play, but I didn't want to tell them about the injury, and I'm thinking, well, how are they not going to see this? So, for the last two weeks, I had this hernia, and I just kept playing, and I'll never forget it. We're playing the Dolphins down at the old Joe Robbie Stadium, and I remember getting taped, and I stood up, and when I stood up, I could see this thing pop. So, I sat down real quick again, because if anybody saw it, they were going to be like, what's that thing on your right side? And I just pushed it back up there, Ooh. you know, and put my uniform on, uh, and the whole game, I played it. And then after how? the game, it didn't hurt that bad. It really didn't <laughs> hurt. <laughs> But it was obvious because when I went to clear waivers and do the uh, the physical, they're like, uh, Bill, what is that right there? And I'm like, what? And they're like, that thing right over there. I'm like, oh that. I don't know. What is that? How's <laughs> that <was laughs> was even like, possible? We gotta take a look at that. <laughs> and so they put me on and the and the trainer at the time was Otho, you know, the, the lady. Oh, the Eagles, right? O- the lady Davis. Otho Davis. Yeah. yeah okay. And Dave Price was there, both of those guys, and they really took care of me and I basically, in essence, went on IR because once, as you know, so they can't stash you. Once you get put on IR, you're done. For the season. Mm -hmm. You're done for the season. So I was on for the season. So there's funny things about that, but I'll never forget what Coach Ryan said to me when he was going to cut me, Buddy Ryan, Buddy Coach Ryan. He brought me into his office, which I thought was really kind of, him, because I really, you know, and I, I thought I was going to be cut way before I got. Oh, yeah, cut. what a great guy did,
2: did, let you know, come did he, into his office. A question. Yes. Did he call you by number like he called everyone else? Yes, of course. <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah, never use the name. 13 got it. Got now it. when
3: I came into his office, I was built, so uh-huh. he didn't he didn't call me by my number when I was sitting in front of him, but. You know, that was his persona. And one of his favorite players was Danny Raines. And Danny Raines was a linebacker for the old Chicago Bears. So Danny was the, really responsible for getting me with the Eagles because he called up Coach Ryan and gave him my tape. Huh. So, I owe that to Danny Rains. It's a, it's a great. A Wait, great a play. Story. Like
2: a ex- yeah. was a, so, this guy, did the Eagles have. So, this was, this was an active player?
3: This was, no, this was active or did he reti- for the Chicago Bears. Okay. okay. And he played for Coach Ryan okay. and Jeff Fisher when they were with the yeah, Bears. Yeah. And then when Buddy came here, he was still with the Bears and he retired with the Bears, but he kept in touch with Coach Ryan.
1: Yeah, but how did he know you? Was he because a South Jersey guy? No, he's oh. a Pittsburgh guy.
3: Oh, because oh, you went to Pitt. Oh. A friend of mine. Okay. Yep, so I went to Pitt, it. and he okay. knew a guy by the name of Jamie Peterson who was another friend of mine. And it just, we were talking about this as connections, and he knew Coach Ryan. And Jamie said, "Hey, can you let Coach Ryan know about this guy Billy Osborne?" So he got the tape to him. That's how he made Eagles. But Coach Ryan said to me, "I'll never forget." He's like, "Bill, just want to let you know, you know, we're gonna have to let you go." And this was, you know, obviously a couple months later. But when he said that, he goes, "Um." You know, you're going to be the type of guy that every team is going to be looking to replace. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. That's what he told wow. me. I well, mean, high John, praise. there. Oh, yes. Gentlemen, we have some uh,
0: official news. This is breaking okay. from Ian Rappaport right now. Is mm-hmm. it official? The Eagles are planning to start Nick Foles on Thursday, okay. as the season opener source says. Uh, and he goes on to say they've done a fantastic job, decision facing okay. the future, and all of that. So yeah, Nick we'll, Foles,
1: we'll get, we, we, we'll get to that. So we'll Nick get. So Nick Foles, like yeah. I've been saying all along, not really. Um, no. Nick Foles will be the starter.
2: If, if you want to listen to me on the midday show, I did say I just like to argue. With yeah. you. <laughs> no, but we'll we'll get to that. We'll get that. But we will. So, so so with the with the countdown. So you you would pass through waivers, and yep. you you went through that nervous part. But they did tell you on the practice squad. Uh, they told you you would, be, you would get be on the practice squad. So. How did that process work? They would, they just call you into the office and say, "Hey, we'd like to sign you. Here's the deal. Like, how, what's that process like?" Yeah, well, like?
3: before they release you, they're saying, "Hey, we're going to release you, but or how's here's what we're going to do." So for me, it was. We're going to clear waivers, but we like to consider you for the practice squad. Are you interested? Of course. I'm like, yeah, I would love to be interested. But they said, well, you didn't have somebody on the other line about white walls. (laughs) I didn't have a bunch of teams calling up to me and saying, hey, we want to sign you. And or they want to sign a guy with a hernia. But they said, uh, so we're going to to put you through waivers. So if you clear waivers, then we're going to resign you. So we'll talk to your agent. We'll give them a call. Let them know that's our interest. And if they hear from any other teams, fine. But that's our that's our plan. So I said, okay. And then the hernia came up, so they said, "Well, we got to take care of this first, and we have to do the surgery." So that's how that's how my thing. But, right. th- yeah, but that's it, Adam. You got to go on waivers. Any team can claim you, and then you can get back
1: with your team. So real quick, because we're going to get into the Eagles' moves mm-hmm. in a minute. But this applies because you have a lot of guys, not only on the Eagles but around the league. There's going to be what about a thousand players, if not more, uh, who over are, 1100
2: who are, are, are waived um, today, who are at, who are probably cut at some point. But right. the fact of the matter is. Um, there are a lot of players who are going to go into reserve. Sure. There are players who are on the active, physically unable to perform list or NFI list like Tim Jernigan who are going to be on the reserve, which means they have to miss at least six weeks.
1: Right, but you're going to have a significant number of players who are unemployed tomorrow looking yeah. for work. Yep, yeah. And I'm really curious from your standpoint, the night before, Cut, is it is it impossible to sleep? Like what's going through your mind? Yeah, it's, what's going through the mind of the thousands of players today who are you know not first round pick, they're fifth, sixth, seventh, they're undrafted free agents, just trying to make the team.
3: Well, they're talking to their agent, and if they're not making this team, they're trying to look at opportunities. Hey, we know a player there, we know a coach there, we know a personnel guy. They're interested. Maybe they were interested in drafting you, and they didn't get you, but they've been following you in this whole camp, and they're saying, hey, if this guy gets put on waivers or whatever, we're going to put him out there, and we're going to take them from a team perspective. You're working your own team, but then you also have a personnel department who is now rating guys that are out there and rating guys on other teams. So you have to rank every guy. And so they will already have their list going. So let's say uh, we have, we're heavy on defensive backs, but we're really light on defensive ends. They will already have a board going around the league who the defensive ends are out there, and they will rank them and they will rate them. And let's say that they are saying to ourselves, you know what? We, we didn't have a defensive end, but we want to look. So all of a sudden... You think you made the team as a defensive back, but you're heavy. The team goes and then claims a guy off of waivers that is a defensive end that they like, puts them on your team, and now you are a defensive back who thought you made the team and you're gone.
1: And that is an absolute perfect way to transition into what we have today, Adam. And you've talked about it and we're going to talk about it today at four o'clock, and in fact, three minutes, I should say, it's going to be cut down date. But that is not necessarily. As people have come to see over the last few years, the final roster that's going to go in to the year. Because over the next 24 to 36 hours, there's going to be those waiver claims. There's going to be other moves. So a guy, and I'll just bring up Wendell Smallwood, right? A running back who seems at this point right now pretty likely to make the Eagles as the fourth running back. And we'll see what happens. He may not be the fourth running back by Sunday right, and I
2: always laugh, and it's very sad. These these I call these JV agents who 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 go on Twitter, congratulate this to Joe Smith, who's made the roster. No, he hasn't. No, he's he's on the roster for until Saturday at four p.m. Eastern tomorrow. When they start claiming players from other teams, your guy could be off the roster. So you got to be careful when you say a guy is on the roster. No, he's not. Right, and as you just said, the season doesn't start till Thursday. So you got to be careful with that, and it's it's a tough deal. And 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 I want to bring up one thing um, with the fans here. Is that they have to understand like the teams have better information than you do or I do or you do or you do, and when you look, there was an example. Remember Henry Josie, who was a running back. I'll oh, do. I, I. got to bring this up. So sure, sure. I remember putting it out there on Twitter, and I knew it would cause a fuss, and I'll explain why. Henry Jose Eagles have just informed Henry Josey he's cut.
1: This is a guy who averaged, if I'm not mistaken, about six and a half yards a carry in the preseason, he, which is why everybody's yes, fell in love I with him. I get
2: it. You know, I yeah. get it. But folks, this is a guy who sustained a devastating knee injury in college. There was some thought he'd never play again. It was a great story of, uh, I don't want to call it redemption because he never really made it, but at least a comeback, was a great story. But the fact of the matter is the Eagles thought he was very mechanical. Really, nothing special about him. He's playing against the threes and the fours. Couldn't but pick Bill, up a blitz, by Bill, the way, which is a huge okay. part of the offense. Bill, what, Bill, you know that because ta- tape is a truth teller. Yeah, you absolutely. could see if the guy is. So, here's the question to you, Bill. When you watch tape, and you but you see the numbers are really good, but yep. you look at the tape. How do you balance both? Because it's it, I, I get that it's not always easy.
3: It's really tough because if you're looking at a player, you want to be able to evaluate them. And the best way to evaluate them is how they're going to match up in a game. And when you see them in a game, that's one thing. But the other thing is the talent level. This is why sometimes you have a problem projecting guys that are in a Division three or a Division you know two or an Ivy League because how are they going to project against the big boys? That's why you see the Alabamas and all those, how those guys drafted and some of the other schools don't because they feel like they're closer to be able to project them because of their competition. So a guy like that when he's doing well against the 3s and 4s, that gives him a you know, that gives him a little check and a little plus, but there's always that thought out there, how are they going to match up when they go against the, the you know, the better players. So there is a lot of, you know, not guesstimate, but you know, uh, there is a lot of projection going on to see how guys will play when they go up against the ones. And sometimes it's a leap of faith. That's
2: it. Okay, so Jordan Malato is going to be on the Eagles, okay? Yep. People are going crazy. And it's an, it's one of the most, probably in my 20 years of covering the NFL, might be the most unbelievable story. Rugby player looks actually like a competent NFL player so far. But he's doing against the, the actually, he, I think he actually worked against some twos. But nevertheless, yeah, he did. they're backups, okay? Mm-hmm. Thinking that he's going to be active on game day and would be ready to play, this guy's still learning techniques. I, I, just, it's an awesome story. Great job of Eagles by scouting. I don't know how they did the Heck, they traded up for him. Right. But you've got to be careful of just assuming that this guy, if he had to play, is going to do this against the ones. It's, it's, just, not, it's just not realistic. If he, if he wound up playing this season, which I don't think he will, but if he has to, you just wonder uh, if he would be ready. But the fact of the matter is, the Eagles did a remarkable job here of scouting. I I, uh, I give them credit, and I, it goes to Jeff St- Jeff Stoutland. Uh,
1: exactly. He has someone like, in the organization he, tell me that of all the the great players yeah. that Stoutland has coached and molded, that his, his job right now, that he has done with Jordan Ma- Mailata, is like his Mona Lisa. This is his. You look at this and you say. You, you put it all on Stoutman and say, I don't know how you did you know, it, but you pulled off a miracle here.
2: Jeff, his word is gospel in, inside person, their personnel department. And it, Big V, the, the job that he's done with this guy. Uh, and Isaac Semalo, somehow he got him. To the next level, and Isaac himself got himself together. I mean, it, great coaching. There's no substitute for it. It's how you become a great team. But this is an interesting day. Uh, so far, uh, not, Jeff, I don't think there've been any surprises uh, so far. Donnell Pumphrey, we all expected him to get cut. Yeah, uh, he could be a candidate for the practice squad, um, but and also waivers because this is a guy who was highly thought of coming out of San Diego State. Absolutely,
3: and and this is where it gets kind of crazy too because it's one thing in OTAs when you're adding players, but now you're adding players for game and you're adding players for the season, you can kind of take a flyer during the OTAs, but you really can't be wrong now when you're trying to get down to the 53 because if you get wrong on a guy, you may never get him back because he may get claimed by another team. That's got to be painful, I would think, right? It really is. You don't want to be wrong about that. You can't be. And that point about playing against the threes and the fours, guys, and, and listeners, it matters because the higher you go up, the more mental this game becomes. And if you can't pick it up, I don't care how big and strong you are, you can't play perfect example when i was in college there was a guy by the name of lee McRae. look him up he ran a four, four 40 or four three forty around a six flat sixty world gold, gold medal holder wide receiver okay and they said ozzy you know put him out there and teach him and let him know now of course we've never heard about him right but you would think because he ran a six flat sixty and is a gold medal hole and all that stuff he could burn but he couldn't play football because right. he doesn't understand because what teams would do they would just run a blitz from his side and the quarterback would get killed so, Adam and, and Jeff, you guys are all making very good points when you're trying to evaluate a guy. They have to be able to pick up the system, and if they can't, they'll never get see the field. And they may see it in preseason, but they'll never see it again. Because
2: just once. be right, like just because you light it up, now you might remember Rasheed Bailey, who really should have been on the team. Yeah, DelVal kid. Right, uh, two or three years ago. Under a couple Chips years ago, it actually right. be, it, Yeah, it would be a couple years ago. Chips last year, uh, actually second to last year, and then they decided not to bring him back. He really earned a roster spot, but... Bill mentioned in passing, it's about projection. You have to project what the guy will be when the lights are on, when it counts. And if you don't see anything, despite what the numbers look like, but if you don't see the ability to beat the ones, you're just not going to be on the team. And I know it's painful for, for fans when they go, oh my God, six yards per carry, Henry Josie a couple years ago, or someone who lit it up in the preseason. There's always what I call an internet icon. Uh, and it's remember Nate Brown, for those of you who are a little bit older? Nate Brown was another guy who, who simply was incredible – And then once the game started, he dropped everything. Now, on the other side, there's Shelton Gibson who's on the team. Last summer, I mean, what was coming out of the Eagles' building was that he had an awful, awful, awful preseason and and training camp. But the Eagles kept him because they wanted to develop him. And I could add that they had a second or third round grade on him. So they knew he had talent, but they had not seen it. So at some point, he better show it. Well, my goodness gracious, did he show it in the spring? And now, guys, will we get to week one? with the Jeffrey's not going to play week one, almost certainly. Mm-hmm. Okay, then you've got Matt Collins. Matt Collins banged up. I said on our show a couple weeks ago, had a sports hernia surgery, mm-hmm. who, who was doing well, and then he, he had some inflammation or some soreness. Uh, he's supposed to be ready for week one. I don't know how much he can play. So they're, they're down a little bit at receiver. So maybe Gibson plays uh, is a factor. And by the way, Mike Wallace is on a one-year deal. He could be starting in 19. So here's what this bill was talking about this. You have to sort of see things through. If you see something you really like, and you know the guy could play, but the tape showed it in college, but he just didn't do it for you the first year. The Eagles have the most patience that I've seen of most teams. They want to see this situation through. And goodbye, Howie Roseman and Joe Douglas, to not worry about everything outside the building. Just go with what you know. You got to bring them back. Let's go over to D- Donnell Humphrey. Humphrey. He didn't earn anything last season. Now, Bill talked about these phantom injuries. He actually had a legitimate injury. It was a hamstring. People right. thought it was fake. No, it was real. But, Bill, what happens when guys continually underachieve? At some point, when you work for the Chiefs. Or as just, a scout. You at, were a scout at, for the, at, the Chiefs. Yeah, right, as an observer. Like, wh- what happens when a guy, you, a fairly high draft pick, a fourth-round p- pick is a guy that you expect to contribute on, you know, before his rookie contract ends. When you cut this guy what kind of discussion do you have like in, uh, in, in personnel?
3: Well, there's, a, there's so many things that go on if you're a draft pick. So obviously, the higher a draft pick you are, the more chances you're going to have to make the team. Because it becomes, and I know it's tough for people to understand this, but if you miss on a one or two or three, it doesn't make you look very good from a personnel department. Right. So there's, you're going to get a lot of chances to make the team, even if you have underperformed and you're, if you're a high draft pick. That's just the way it goes, especially if they've given you money. So it's unfair, especially if you're a free agent and you feel like you've outperformed a guy. It's just the way it is. So uh, there's a lot of political stuff that goes into it. There's coaches that are vying for it. There's personnel guys. Yeah, the, the political scout. stuff, right? Yeah, I mean it's just the way it is because it goes all the way back to the draft. Then it gets into the fact that we wanted to draft this guy, but you guys said this guy. So now because you jumped on the table and said we want to draft this guy, now you're saying, well, we gotta, you know, we gotta make ourselves look good. So we gotta give this guy right. every chance because we fought with these guys. Eight months ago, to get this guy wow. drafted, and now we don't, now we're going to cut him. No way, we're going to give him another chance. Let's stash him. Let's get him. Let's get him to the first game. I mean, there is a lot of political stuff that goes on. Behind the it, it
2: happens, right? Because I think with Howie Roseman and Shelton Gibson, it was Howie's call, and he had said because I remember his press conference after the cut down to fifty three. I guess someone one of the, someone in the media said, "Hey, why why is Gibson on the team?" And he made it very clear he's on the team because we develop players here. And we're just not going to re- overreact to one bad training camp or one off season, and that's really what I think it comes down to. Are you willing to develop the player and see it through? If not, you know what? Every guy who's got a bad training camp, you're going to cut.
1: Right. So speaking of development, uh, Mike Garofalo, NFL Network, is just reporting right now that the Eagles are going to wave running back Josh Adams. Now, this is probably going to surprise a lot of people, and I think that this falls slightly under the Henry-Josey reaction where the people are going to be upset. They, they don't like Smallwood because they know he not hasn't as big, produced but I yet. Get yeah. Not as big, but right. I think that here's what I often hear, and I've, I've heard a lot of people even in the media say this, that if you wave Josh Adams – some other team is going to poach him. I running backs are a dime a dozen. I like Josh Adams. He didn't have a very good preseason finale. I'm not going to judge him on one game, but everybody's got a Josh Adams, in my opinion. So I have a. Hmm. I'm pretty. Sh- <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the Eagles feel that they can waive Josh Adams and bring him back on their practice squad and develop him there. Unlike Corey Clement, who they felt like last year really showed them something, not only from a running standpoint, the ability to catch the ball, picking up the blitz, coachability, and availability. Josh Adams, we know it. Injuries this year that limited what he could do in OTAs and yeah. even at the start of camp. This to me means that, and we're still waiting for the Eagles to release their, their cuts. But it sounds to me like Smallwood for the for, for the right time now right. will sure. probably be running back four, and Adams is going to be a guy that they develop on the practice. All squad.
2: right, a couple things here. So Clement last year's OTAs Two after cool guys, the draft, by the way. yeah, Corey's from New Jersey. Clement and Adams is
1: from Bucks County.
2: Clement really earned it in OTAs to to get, A, to training camp. Mm-hmm. He's an undrafted free agent. There was no lock. No lock. They just, you know, the, Howie Roseman told his agent, as I understand it, uh, if he if he's earned his roster spot over veteran, he'll be on the roster and the veteran won't. I thought that was pretty interesting, as, mm-hmm. as I understand it. So they had very good intel on how Clement could be, how good of a player it could be. It, it, see, at running back, if you run in the 4-4s, four it's great, but are you a football player? Clement's a football player. Red zone, third down. Goal line, pass pro, he's, he's, the, he's the backup to Ajayi, so he, he has a lot of value. Adams, to, see, to me, like if people want the Eagles to keep five running backs. The fifth running back will never play. Right. look what That's what the practice squad's for, Jeff. You brought it well, up. Well, I would say in you this just, rare instance, you know, like
1: they did last year, you're right, but last year they kept five knowing that Sproles was at his age and he did wind up he suffering retired, right. And now yeah. you've got Sproles and you also have Jay Ajayi, who has the whole bone-on-bone thing with his yeah. knee, so it wouldn't shock me if they had kept five, but I really did think that this year they would probably go normally well, at four.
2: Well, well, Jeff, here's another thing, and Bill, for you, you could just, you said running backs are dime a dozen. I know Adams is interesting because for a big guy, he can move. Right. Running back is a fairly easy position to, to fill. Right. So, Bill, when you're sitting down in a, on a per, in a personnel staff with a personnel staff, and you're having your, your scouting meetings, when you put a value t- together for for your yeah. for your for your board, and you were t- you were talking about how you guys put up your board of, of, of players after release, here's how we want it, we rank them. Yep. Where would running back fit in?
3: Well, as we know, running back, depending on the team, like at that time, Marty Schottenheimer. Oh, was Mr. Get, run. So he wants yeah. to run the ball. Yeah. On first down, That's right. second That's down, right. and third down. So he, you know, that was a whole different story. Coach Schottenheimer believed in running the football, and that was it. So he would probably put a lot higher value on his team's running backs. And we had some big ones there. Remember Barry Word, the Nigerian? Oh, wow. There? Christian uh, Okoye. Yeah, Nurev, yeah. Wow. Holy. wow. So we yeah. had some players out there that could actually play. And they were big guys. But what they'll do into that, what they'll do here now is they'll say a lot of it will, especially when you get down to those last like 49 through 52, 53 guys, they'll say, if we put the guy out and we cut him or we want to put him on our practice squad, what are the chances of hearing clearing waivers? So what you will see teams doing is depending on if they think they're going to clear waivers and put them in a the practice squad, instead of putting them out there, they'll put them as the 52 or the 53rd guy. Just so that he does not out there. Mm -hmm. So it really depends on how your philosophy is, where you're stacking up team wise. If you look at the Eagles, they're going to say, All right, are we going to keep more running backs? Are we going to keep more offensive linemen? What are we doing here? And then they'll say, Well, if we put that guy out there, is there a chance he'll be claimed? If it is, then we're going to put him as our 52nd guy and our 53rd guy, and we'll be more likely possibly to put a running back out there right? because you can always feel a running back if you lose him.
1: You know, it's also becomes a game of give and take, right? So last yep. year the Eagles went with eight offensive linemen. Their backups they were pretty com- comfortable with because at the time, Wisniewski was a backup, so he was a veteran, right? You had Sam Allo there. He, he was actually starting, but they had Big V. So this year, though, when we talk about their backups being one, probably going to be Matt Pryor as a rookie and Maialata who, can't play right now it makes sense that they're gonna probably keep eight or not nine, even or nine, think, no, no, I it just all depends on where you need Josh Adams is gonna buy by somebody they would cut him or if they felt that they could lose Josh Adams and still be okay then they would cut him so i I think what they're doing now is the smart move for them. Smallwood will apparently be on the roster for now, and we'll see in 36 hours if anything changes. The one thing on the offensive line, the big question mark was Chance Warmack. Now, we're still waiting on the Eagles to be, make make their uh, you know, announcement. It's got to be in by now because it's 12 after 4, but they don't have to announce it, I guess, until whenever they want. Uh, told by someone on an AFC team that they had conversations with the Eagles about Warmack. They didn't exactly say they were interested. They just said his name came up. Mm-hmm. In-trade yeah. conversations, it would make sense. He's a guard. He can't play tackle. Today's game, you see a lot of guys being able to play both. And let's face it, he just hasn't really been what he was supposed to be.
2: Yeah, positional versatility is really big for the Eagles. Uh, Samalo could play really four positions. Mm-hmm. Actually, five if he had to. Um, he could probably play right tackle. Um, he's, played, he's played tackle before in his career. Sure. He played uh, right
1: tackle a couple of years ago as a rookie against the Ravens.
2: There you go. Wh- Wiz could play center or guard. Big V could play guard if needed. He, that's really not his position because he's so big.
1: I'm not sure he can play anything until he gets his confidence. He, he, back, he, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, no doubt. He needs to play better the preseason. I don't know what happened because he his his run last year in the playoffs was amazing. But that's that to me. That is what happens when you get to the 53 special teams and positional versatility. If you don't have either, and you're a low end guy. It's hard to make it like Bill. Were you a special teams guy in college? Yeah, I played all the
3: special teams. <laughs> Are you kidding? Me? I <laughs> played everything. Really I'm, I <laughs> I'm learning more about Bradway, Bill. He was yeah. now with the Dolphins. Yeah. I never forget. I'm saying the more you can do, yep. the yep. longer you can stay. Yep. And this is where the the coaches get in the thing with Howie, and they're saying you know they're fighting. If you're a defensive, oh yeah. you're not fighting for another linebacker. Or you're a defensive back. If you're an offensive guy, you're fighting for another offensive lineman or another running back, and you're making all the cases. Well, if this guy goes down, he can play this team. Funny story, Tony Saragusa, offensive or defensive lineman for the Pitt Panthers, also for the Baltimore Ravens, won a Super Bowl. Greatest story of ever. He's with the Colts. He's about ready to be cut. They need a long snapper. He's never long snapped before in his life. Now, he's a good athlete, but he's trying to make the team, and he's a backup nose guard. So he's getting ready to get cut. So he tells the guys on the team that they needed it because the guy went down. He's like, I can long snap. Now, he never long snapped before in his life. But he went out and he long snapped all night long with his roommate till like 4 o'clock in the morning just so he could show him he could do it. (laughs) They kept him, and he was able to get in the game the next week, and the starting nose guard got hurt. So he would have been on the street already in in the prior cuts. So because he told him he could long snap, and because he went out and did it in the practice the next morning, even though he wasn't great at it, he still was able to do it. They kept him. The nose guard got hurt. Tony got playing time in the second half. Next thing you know, he makes the squad. And it was only because he told them that he could be a long snapper. And he would have never been there. That's incredible. if you can do different things, especially when you're trying to make that roster spot, until you get acclimated, until you get a foothold on that team... You need to be able to be versatile, whether you're an offensive lineman, a running back, or a linebacker. Man, well, who, the more you can do,
2: yeah. Who
1: can forget? Oh you know, God. the Eagles signing Dan Cleco to be a fullback yes. because he's an undersized DT and he moves a- well. Andy. And at the end of the day, he's back to defensive. Andy tackles. used
2: to try these things. I know oh, coaches Jeff, do this Chad all the time. They, they exactly. Yep. Don't get Joe camera on that move, <laughs> Chad Hall, please. I know. I just saw Chad at. Uh, he's a assistant receiver a for the, the bills, bills, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, the more you can do, and it's going to be interesting to see once all the moves are made. See, there's generally a pattern of what teams do, how they like to go heavy at one position. And Bill talked about it. Marty Schottenhuber's a run guy. So you're going to keep way more running backs who are guys that you know probably won't play, but they're so talented. If one guy gets hurt, this guy steps in. Uh, The Eagles are a a team that believes in the Lions. So you're going to see, and I'm almost certain of this, you're going to see probably a little bit deeper at defensive line than they probably would normally be. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's one that's coming down. Uh, I th- well, it's 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 a decision. You know, people are saying, "Well, how can they keep Stephen Means? They don't need six defensive ends." He's an unbelievable, like he's a really good special teams player. Um, he 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 had three sacks in the. Last I don't game. get
1: rid of Stephen Means unless somebody's giving right. me a draft. I, but you I'm, know what? I don't care. <laughs> it's
2: again, it's but it's like people are going to say, "Why would you keep six defensive ends?" Because you know what? They don't look at, They look at him as a special teams guy first. Right. The more you can do, as Bill said, and if someone gets hurt, he can give you snaps. It's on a little bit unorthodox. Five is a lot to keep. It is. Well, we're, and Josh Sweat, you know Josh Sweat's another guy. He's not going to contribute this season muy, very much, if at all. If if he's on the team, he'll be on the team mm-hmm. one way or the other, whether he's on injury reserve or he's on the fifty-three. But man, six is a lot. This, the the Eagles are so big on the lines, defensive and offensive. The great teams in the National Football like, basically think that way. That started with um, Joe Banner many years ago and Andy Reid, and it's continued with Harry Roseman and Doug Peterson. I don't expect that to change. All
1: right, let's get to the the, the main meal here, Carson Wentz. Nick Foles. The report's out. Ian Rapport, NFL.com, says that Carson Wentz is going to start Thursday. I'm sorry. Nick Foles is going to start Thursday night.
2: You scared me. That's not what I'd heard. So that, <laughs> I know. That would, that, so, that I would have to call people back that I'd spoke to. Okay, You have
1: something more on this, so yeah. that's why I was yeah. going to throw it yeah. to you on why this decision is being made. Just a look, First of all, yeah. is, is this indicative of any kind of lack of progress on Carson Wentz's? Point?
2: No. No, okay. no, no, no. He's... Look... Carson wasn't just saying it that he was close; he really is close. Right. But what people don't, and Bill's better to speak about the medical part because he's ha- Bill's been through a torn ACL before, among many other things. Yes, <laughs> yes. And Carson, you know, Carson, ta- uh, Carson's doctor talked to John Clark of NBC Ten. He said, "Look, Carson's doing great. No question about it. But when you're talking about this type of injury, which is multi-ligament, he didn't say that, but we, he couldn't say it for HIPAA laws. But we know what the we know what the injuries are." Two ligaments, lateral collateral is a very rare injury. ACL is common. Correct. And the IT band is very uncommon. In fact, a team doctor that I'm very friendly with said he's never seen this before. Um, All three, two ligaments plus an IT band, it's so rare. This is, the belief in in medical circles is for the layman, as this doctor told me, this is a nine to 12 month rehab. For a professional athlete who's in great shape and, and, and with a great medical staff, you can move this up two or three months. It would be best if they probably waited two or three more weeks to get to the nine-month mark, because as this doctor told John Clark, and you could see it on John's feed, what's a couple more weeks when you want to have this guy for, for he said, 10 years. To me, this guy, based on the way the quarterbacks could play in their late 30s now, or Tom Brady, 41, right? why not? It's not about healing now. The thing, I would, I'm assuming it's healed. It's about strength in that knee. The longer you wait, this is what he said, the mm-hmm. doctor, the, the better strength you're going to have. So, Bill, with an ACL, did you tear both?
3: I had four surgeries total on both knees. So, my surgery was... Was one in
2: ACL, though? Yes. Okay. ACL, so, tell us what that rehab was like.
3: Well, that rehab was a lot longer than probably it is now because I was out probably, um, you know, I was off, off it completely for almost six months. Mm. So, that's wow. a lot different than Non-weight it now. Non-weight-bearing? Yeah, non-weight-bearing. <sighs> six and months. I put a cast on it and everything, and I was on crutches... So for for me, it's you know it's a different it's, it's a lot different than it is nowadays, and um, you know I, I can see my my only thought about this is they they really pushed Carson a lot in the in the in the OTAs in the preseason. So to me, it looked like they were trying to get him ready for the for game one. It looked like they were really doing a lot of stuff because I thought it was. Why would you do all that stuff and take a chance of having him get injured when you're actually putting him through a lot of the things he's going to see in a game? Mm -hmm. So I was curious. So that's why it's interesting to see how the Eagles now are kind of going back. But it does make sense because with this type of injury, time is your friend.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
1: It is. But we also know with this injury, I mean, the statistics show, and this kind of falls in line with why you would want more time, is that you're also more predisposed to having another tear once you do it once. So it would make sense... To not rush it, Jeff, especially that, when you have okay. a guy like so, Nick Foles so, so, to back you up.
2: Okay, that is the really good point. The longer you wait, Bill mentioned this, the stronger—remember, it, it's his left knee—the stronger the knee is going to be. Mm-hmm. And that's what that the doctor said. Why not wait a couple more weeks? And he's not going to make the call. All he can do is recommend. It's, it's the Eagles' decision. He doesn't work for the Eagles. Uh, so I get why fans wanted to see, see Carson play, because— Bill mentioned in passing, Carson looked so unbelievable. I was at the first OTA, and I said to someone with Eagle, I said, did he just take a rep in 7-on-7? He goes, yeah. yeah, you saw it for yourself. I I'm was like, shocked. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, how is all. he doing this? And then, so I, 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 I immediately said to someone, I'm like, okay, I need to find out what's going on here. And, right. and, and a really good source said, he'll be on the field doing 7-on-7s at training camp. I'm like, how do you know that? He's like, unless he has a setback, it's the trajectory that we have. He's running, running, and cutting in May, and we're seeing him on the sidelines. I'm like, "What? This is their their staff has done an unbelievable job of, uh, of rehabbing." But Jeff, you still got to be careful here. Well,
1: I, I respect yeah. what the Eagles are doing from a from a coaching and personnel standpoint because I had been told by some of the organization going back a while that they really felt that Carson was going to get himself ready to play in the season opener, and they were right. He's re- if he wanted to play, he could play. And I believe that what you saw with the coaches, Carson has this ability to convince everybody that he's ready. He's he's that kind of guy. That's what makes him great. And if you took the doctors out of this, right, and just left this in the hands You never of, can, though. Uh, uh, no, you can't. But my point is, if you did and you left it in the hands of Carson and Doug... I think Carson would probably be starting Thursday night, but I think that that's what, the, as you're mentioning, the doctors, don't, they work for the team, but they're independent, and they're just trying to supply the best medical information, and that is to give him a little more time. One
2: thing I do want to add, and I just wanted to spell something, because I've been dealing with this for 20 years. There's just like cons- this uh, conspiracy theory that doctors want to protect themselves uh, because they don't want the guy to, to, to re-injure himself, so they'll just tell the team, um, hey, why don't you keep them out a couple more weeks? Because the doctor's saying to himself uh, privately, you know what, that way uh, they, can't say, they can't get mad at me because I told them to, to wait or because mm-hmm. they wanted him to come back early. No, they're doing it because they have experience with these type of injuries. They also have, they have, they have information that they'll gather. Like, like they'll look at scans and they'll go, okay, here's the degree of healing. Um, if we wait a couple more weeks, let's say it's fully healed, It'll be stronger. That's what they're doing. It's not like they're trying to they're cover themselves. I, I I laugh when people say that. Hey man, this is Philly. We're not. Yeah. Don't don't poo poo yeah. the conspiracy and, theory. Yeah. We we yeah, like don't.
1: a good conspiracy theory, and, all right? You know, and, like my Phantom IR one. <laughs> and,
3: and here's one of the things that is uh, maybe you're not seeing, or maybe we don't see in the medical report when it gets, is that there's a there's a there's thing that's a, it's on the report that maybe it's not necessarily, you know, something that we're used to seeing. Um, it says Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. And because Nick Foles is on the team, the Eagles have the ability not to rush Carson. So in other situations where there may be other teams where they may say to themselves, you know, we have to push him up there. Everybody's already stated that with a guy like Nick Foles, it gives you even more time not to rush. Yeah, a guy but like but Carson. Bill,
2: I'm telling you that doesn't play into this. I'm just telling you personally. No, no, I, I understand I, that, but I'm it, just saying it, it the does,
3: Eagles think if, you, if, you if this had been the Nick playoffs, Foles, maybe. Yeah.
2: I mean, where they know they have Foles, but. They, they, it doesn't really factor in, as, as, as far as I know it. it, it's all it's a medical decision. They could have 15 quarterbacks on the roster. It, it's a medical decision. I get what you're saying. And by yeah. the way, there are definitely examples, when I've covered this business, that teams rushed a guy back because they didn't believe in the number two quarterback, which yep. is the dumbest thing. I, of course. <laughs> That's why these teams fail. Yep. But yeah, but just be careful of, of just assuming so they're, they're not doing it. So your is that if Nick
3: yeah. Foles isn't on the roster... Carson or um, Nate Sutfeld would be the starting quarterback. Game or the they rush. would have l- worked yeah. a, little would have a little harder. Let's,
1: Let's say they guy. had traded Foles. They pro- they could have maybe brought in a, a veteran. I- I'm just
2: telling you. I mean, this a, is all hypothetical. No, but, but, no, but what I'm saying, no, what I'm saying is Nick being on the roster has nothing to do with Carson playing or not playing. It's all about do they need more time? Do, they, just, do the doctors think he needs more time for, for to get it stronger? And that's it. Now, the Eagles may or may not – for Doug may come out when he does his press conference. Is he talking Sunday? Um, I, think talking Sunday. I, yeah. think I think he's talking Sunday. Saturday. think Is it Sunday or is it Monday? I thought it was Monday. Okay. Ahead. Whenever he speaks first, because the story's out. They they t- oh another thing. If you don't think Doug knew all along what was going to happen, <laughs> I, I just kind of laugh all at these. Long. I'm watching. I won't name the, the channel. One of these like general news people says because uh, they were just talking about the Eagles opener. Oh geez, uh, well the coach won't know till Friday. Folks, if you don't think he's been talking to them all along, they just didn't want it out. no
1: is different than won't tell you.
2: Trust me. Yeah. They didn't want it out. I know that as a fact. Read into it what you want.
1: No, I mean, you got a game Thursday night and you're trying to get as much competitive advantage as you want. Yeah.
2: Yes. Gentlemen, the
0: uh, Eagles have released their entire list uh, Ray, as of right now. The first uh, two things that aren't surprising IR, Chris Maragos, Tim Jernigan are on there. Released uh, Aiken did not make the list. They have released Stephen Means and Marcus. They Wheat. did lose Ma- oh, Stephen Means, man. wow, means, which means wow. I believe that DeAndre Carter's now made it. So full waved now, uh GJ uh, Killings was waived injured. Toby Wellersby is the same thing. Uh Josh Adams, De- uh Bosby, Billy Brown, that's all already been mentioned. Joe mm-hmm. Callahan Rashard Davis Qualls got waived uh, Qualls did get waived Reese. Bryce Treggs is not there Greg Ward is
2: not there So it looks like DeAndre Carter so far okay. Right now has made the The team. biggest I, I, That's I'm really you, Okay We talked about means That is a surprise This guy is so, a really good Football player uh, Was he ter- well, i have a job he, in ter- 10 he, His contract had to be terminated I'm almost certain He was, he was a vested veteran right? Released did say? He was released Just okay, like yeah. him and Yeah yeah And, yeah, he's yeah. A vested and veteran. Marcus Wheaton Also released Wheaton is Right Carcass Wheaton. Yes He's always hurt a good, talented guy, runs fast but always hurt. He's always hurt. Aiken had trouble catching he, the the only surprise of this list is Means. I'm surprised at that because he offers so much. I get it that he would have been a sixth defensive end, but the fact of the matter is Josh Swett's on the team, I believe, right? Josh Swett's on the team? Yeah, he okay. is not on He's any not injured list, so he is on Man, the 53. he offers so much. I can't think they couldn't be, get a th- could trade him right? for him. Right, I wow. don't know, wow. No, some team is going to benefit, some team. He's, He's going, going to, to be on a roster. Claimed in
1: fi- He's Bill, claimed right Bill, now.
2: <laughs> Bill, Bill, you talked about it, it's such a great story, because I've heard this forever. Coaches fight with personnel, people not, not, not it's not like, you know, blank you. Right, it's exactly. Like, it's like, dude, we need, I need this extra guy. He helps us here, here, and here. Yep. I, when you have a guy like Josh Sweat, forgets, Eagles look at him as a special teams player first. And he could be a reserve defensive and he could probably stand up and play linebacker. To me, these things are, are surprising in that he could offer so much. Why do these things happen when you see a player that you like, everyone likes, and you, I guess you're going to go heavy somewhere else? Like, How does that happen?
3: It's just, it comes down to numbers that's really what it comes down to it comes down to numbers and your style of play so on another team he may have made the roster because of what they kept on the offensive side of the ball and that's the crazy thing you know at some point the coach has to the head coach and 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 uh, how he's going to make the final decision but there's a lot of times where coach will say okay guys tell me who your final list is and tell me why and it'll go to the hmm. offensive staff and tell me here give me your number and tell me why and of course, the number is going to come up to more than fifty-two or fifty-three, and that's when the, as you're talking about this, not, not that they're fighting, but they're fighting amongst themselves in a way that says, here's why we need this guy and more than we need your offensive lineman or more than your running back, and you well, just have to make a case for it.
2: Well, it's interesting. So, so basically, you, okay, you, it's like you present like in scouting meetings. Absolutely. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the veterans that were cut, just to go over these lists, and we'll give them the proper categories. The veterans that were cut, that were released, their contracts were terminated. Kamari Aiken. My concern there was like would they keep him on just for the until right. uh, Jeffrey got back, but they're not going to do that. Stephen means that was a surprise. Wheaton, Marcus Wheaton being cut was not a surprise. Uh, Wave injured. DJ Killings, Gannon Sinclair, Toby Weathersby. Uh, the Maragos. My understanding is there's a realistic chance he doesn't play this season. Uh, Chris will probably be a coach when he's done playing. He had a devastating... It's an ACL, but... Well, wasn't it more... It was might an ACL been, yeah. and a
1: PCL, yeah, I think. very bad. It might have been For like the Dante Culpepper type of knee very injury. Very bad. He yeah. may
2: not play again. So I, right. I highly doubt we'll see him this season. Uh, if we don't, uh, Chris will probably be a coach someday somewhere. Uh, very well liked by the organization. So Tim Jernigan, as we, we expected, reserve NFI. So the players that will go through waivers who could be claimed by other teams. Josh Adams, who will be... If he doesn't get claimed, he's going to be somewhere. He'll be on a roster. He'll be on a practice squad. Devontae Bosby. Jeff, Bosby and Rasul Shel- and, and, um, Douglas, and, what were your thoughts on this? Two
1: well, I spoke to someone from an NFC North, a personnel guy from an NFC North team who had seen tape of Bosby. I uh, remember Bosby played also a couple other places before with the Eagles. And he said to me, and I think this pretty much crystallizes what we got to see out of Bosby, is he's the type of guy who plays well in practices and shines in certain moments like that. But in a game, he's just a guy. So, if you're the Eagles and you have Bosby, who played well and kind of tailed off a little bit, and you're comparing that guy versus someone like Rasul Douglas, who more fits what your head—I'm sorry, what your defensive coordinator wants, which is tall, physical, and good hands. Because Jim Schwartz really likes corners who can make plays on the ball. And we know this kid had three interceptions last year. And the year before, as a senior, he had eight. I think he led the nation at West Virginia. So are there issues with Rasul Douglas as far as closing speed, change of direction, all that? Yeah, that's probably why he's not going to be a starter. But when you're trying to compare your last cornerback spot between a guy like Busby, who is, quote, just a guy in a game, compared to a kid you drafted and you are developing, you would understand who also fits what your defensive coordinator wants in a corner – then that's where it goes. One
2: thing I would add is that down the line, when Malcolm Jenkins retires, and if, if this player's still on the team, I know some teams scouted him. As a safety? They didn't, they didn't yeah. think he ran well enough, and they thought he would eventually be a safety. Remember Malcolm in the second year with the Saints moved to safety. So right. I could see that happening. Of the players waived, Adams and Bosby would be the two that I think could be either claimed or find a practice squad. I'll
1: tell you one thing yep. from that I heard from a, a, a guy on the team, a um, personnel guy. Mm-hmm. I think if Bryce Treggs had been able to stay healthy, it would have he would have oh, far and away been the Jeff. guy to win that spot over DeAndre okay. Carter, over over anybody. Maybe
2: one of the fastest receivers in the National Football League. The one thing the Eagles told me that they were gonna do after last season, the one thing they felt they didn't have enough of was speed at receiver. Mm-hmm. If they're all healthy, they got four guys who go run in the 4 4s.
1: Right. That's so probably the only reason, really, they brought in Wheaton, just to see if, because he, he used to. He was a 4 7 athlete. guy right. at, right. Right.
2: at uh, Argon State. But overall, uh, Qualls got, was, was waived.
1: Yeah, he didn't um, really have that? a good. You know, I thought after last year, I thought he was kind of impressive in his in his small, you know, bursts that you would see him in either practice or
2: camp. But... Hector, is that the kid who made it? Bruce Hector. Yeah, he yeah. made it. A really good job of scouting. He was an undrafted free agent, Bill. As an undrafted free agent, when you make it, is it a situation where you go okay? We want him on the roster because we saw enough that he deserves to be on there. But do you go in thinking that the guy could actually play for you that year?
3: Well, it just depends on the position and the uh, and and what you have in front of you. But yes, if you're an undrafted guy, you have a chance to play. But like for example, when you're talking about Russell Douglas and and Busby, that doesn't surprise me because you're talking about a third round draft pick. And a guy that's coming from Pittsburgh State, you know, for the Gorillas, that was an undrafted guy.
2: Is <laughs> <laughs> that their nickname? Their Gorillas. Really? Their
3: I've been there. I've been that field many times. It's unbelievable. It's like a Division One setting that's for That's where John Division Brown, was. I think John Brown might have won. Uh, it's anyway. it's, it's, it's wow. crazy. And it's, nice. uh, yeah, the Gorillas, and it's yeah, the big gorilla in the, in the end zone. You come out, it looks okay. like King Kong. And a uh, tremendous program. But it doesn't surprise me, because he is going to have to play that much more better, especially especially in this first year or two, than a draft pick, especially a third-round Good pick. Good point. Okay. So there's no doubt that they were going to take another look at him and let him see. Now, doesn't mean they won't kick him up off of waivers.
1: Right. Now, two things stand out to me as we go through this. One, the tight end position. With Richard Rogers hurt, you're going to see you have Goddard, you've got Zach Ertz, but they also waived Billy Brown and Anthony Denham, who on Monday was unemployed and on Thursday. He's, he's with catches, him last year. Like, three yeah. catches yeah. for 46 yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. But still, they keep uh, the kid Josh Perkins, is it? Yeah, he, he's
2: got experience.
1: Yeah, so he's on the fifty-three yeah. right okay. now. All the right. only that so that's very interesting. Also, yeah. the second thing that sticks out to me is with Jabari Williams, the linebacker getting waived, and Kyle Wilson. I believe they only kept five linebackers.
2: Right? That's what I, yeah to... I had them on. I had them for six DNs. They're only keeping five. Right. I had them for five linebackers. So See, your who? backup linebackers are Nate Gary and uh, Joe Walker. Who's been, right, then they've both been with the team. Okay. Right, so but only five. That's kind of a
1: position uh, that's Well, maybe a they thin. signed someone, guys, that, well, that's that I was has about to say. to the practice squad. It's yeah. interesting that even in the Eagles' release, after it lists the names of guys who are waived, it says... The roster. I'm quoting the okay. Eagles' own release. Okay. The roster is certainly not finalized. Teams have until Sunday at noon to make waiver claims. So, as you were saying, Adam, even the team is yeah. trying to hit you over the head with the fact that don't get married to any of the like. Josh Perkins is on the team right now.
2: Well, then you nice have tight, tight end coming along, and you sure, know, you but, never but, know. but yeah. But the thing is, you you know, you need to know the system. If you're going to claim a guy off waivers, or if you're going to bring it, sign a veteran this week, yeah, for the game, he needs to know how to. He needs to know the system. The other thing is. If the guy, if the, if it's a vested veteran who's never taken termination pay, that the contract's fully guaranteed, if right. he's on the roster week one, that's why there are a bunch of veterans cut today, which which is always the case. But the the big to me, and maybe maybe it's just me, the means one I didn't see coming. Yeah. As you said, Jeff, it's a great point. You would figure he's got to have some value. It's not like he's making any money. I don't I, get that one. That, I really that, don't. And yeah. um, they oh, went. Th- and the weird thing is they went thinner at
1: linebacker and running back so you would have thought that they could have kept more so
2: Matt oh I forget Matt Jones was cut oh gosh yes yeah he was right? cut right despite his yeah he was despite his, he was yeah. waved, despite his great game so are they going with just, <laughs> are they going with just three uh, no, Wendell Smallwood, oh, Smallwood, Smallwood's on the team. Okay, yeah.
1: Uh, I would say as I look at this list real quick, some really good practice squad candidates. I would say the defensive end Joe
2: Osman. Oh, a really for sure, he, he looks. Sl- he is bow legged. Mm-hmm. He's built low to the ground, but he's a great effort kid. Yeah, he Jeremy
1: Reeves, in. the safety, who yeah. I think has a good nose for the ball, played well. Aziz Chaitu, by the way,
2: Chaitu. Yeah, from one, one Stanford. Yeah, really, he's been on the team for a while. do Sullivan.
1: Though. I will try not to say it wrong. And and it just Trey still. Well, Trey Sullivan's on the team, right? No, Chand. I'm sorry, Chandon. Right, Sullivan. but was Trace Sullivan on the yeah, team? Trace okay, Sullivan is, so is on the team. as So the fourth he's there safety. for safety.
2: Okay, they kept four safeties. Okay.
1: Yeah, Matt. Uh, so Taylor Hart got cut. So yes. they wound up keeping nine offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. So they went a little bit deeper this year on offensive line, which is understandable given that some of their backups are either struggling. Like. Like Big V or just not ready to play like Myalata. By the way, you had something you said it on Sayamalu, which I think I don't want to gloss this over because yeah. people are really down on Sayamalu because they have a he got benched last year. They after two don't games, know. yeah. And then H- B his. from the naked eye, he keeps snapping the ball over. I- I'll admit, quarterbacks. Okay. I'll,
2: what you just said is what what got me in OTAs. I'm like, what is wrong with this guy? Why can't he center it correctly? Right. It's not like the Eagles have short to the quarterback, and, and you know, Bill knows. Like it, at some point, you got to go. Could the guy make it? could he get the job done last year he did not he did not perform well wouldn't give it a chance so what what the Eagles told me is that he's a multi-positional player whose confidence is way up he's taken a big jump and no one's been writing about this I was a little bit surprised when I checked into it you know he's got the snaps under control so he's their backup center he could play either guard spot in a pinch he could play either tackle spot This is a kid, Jeff. You and I know they were grooming him to take over Kelsey's job. Mm -hmm. They didn't know that Kelsey would revive his career. Now he might be one of the maybe arguably the best center in Eagles history that continues to play like this. But they didn't know that when they drafted him. Their thought process was that Isaac would take over for Jason if Jason didn't start playing better. And he did. But Isaac now is absolutely, say Milo is going to be their top backup swing player. And then quite frankly, maybe in 19 he challenges Wiz for a, a starting job. But it, no one's been writing about this, but I just know for a fact this guy's been playing really well. And again, Jeff Stoutlin gets the job done. How about that?
3: And you know, you know, I, I'm looking at the numbers here. I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles pick up or add another, either another defensive end or def- or somebody along the front or a linebacker. It linebacker, a fair, linebacker. Right? Yeah, at end, They're yeah. pretty deep though here because I mean, I mean, we've, we've got, got wait, let's see, the five. Line, right? They have five. Five along five. the front. i have got yeah. Brandon
1: Graham. Yep. They've got Michael Bennett. Yep. They've got uh, Chris Long. Bennett. they've got Barnett I mean Barnett Derek Barnett and they've got Sweat. the rookie Josh Sweat yeah. so uh, they don't I, need DM. I don't know if they yeah. need it because a lot of those guys can play in and out and I'm not yes, sure if they're so
3: going to they do can that play. okay so I'm yeah. thinking maybe add a lineman I would think linebacker oh yeah. right I see what, what you mean right yeah. Bill, what
2: Bill's thinking is d- 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 to someone who front. could stand up yeah. uh-huh. who plays stand up outside linebacker like strong side but also could play with his hand down that's a great point yeah I thought Means was that guy. It's funny you that's say what, that's that. That's what I thought. That's yeah.
1: why I put him on the roster. Listen, the one thing we
2: should know, let Man, me, let's that make one, it perfectly clear. Yeah.
1: This was not because Means fell out of favor. No, they really love, you know, Jim loves him. This, this must, must so, have been their so, hardest. So bill, so I old. bet
2: it's what Bill said with that discussion when everyone's saying why the guy needs to be on the roster. Someone won an argument. This is why we need to keep this player over Means. Absolutely. Other than special teams, he would probably Did never DeAndre line up. <laughs> well, Carter. The, here's the thing: Carter's on the team, right? You DeAndre. Said, right. Yeah. Well, here's the thing with Jeffrey not playing Week One almost certainly, and we don't know about we don't know how much Matt Collins could play. They need someone who the, knows. You're the right. They needed more bodies a a receiver. receiver than right. than DeAndre. You can't that's, dress no for it's, it. it's hard to dress for. Right. Yep. Well, that's interesting. So we with Means was not one we were not all of us agreed we didn't think that would happen. So by the way, we'll get we into go. this yeah. on
1: our next podcast, which, which we'll is do probably Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday before the but. Uh, just because Carter's on the team doesn't mean he's going to dress so they're probably going to be able okay. to dress Mike Wallace this is what we're talking about for the Thursday night season opener with Jeffrey Hurt it's going to be Mike Wallace it's I think Mac Hollins might be back by then We'll, we'll I was told he would
2: be but we'll see
1: okay and Nelson Aguilar I would think no matter what even if DeAndre Carter is
2: active I don't know how much he's going to play you're going to see a lot of two tight end oh, uh, Jeff I would say this before we close up here Dallas Goddard if, if everything I'm hearing is correct has been so good he's going to force them to play these D- Ertz and Goddard together a lot this season sure and he's going to be Goddard the inline tight end he's, well actually he's hang on I would think a general manager who uh-huh. uh, I a general manager on the road I asked him about Goddard this general manager told me his team had a one on Goddard if they didn't get the player they wanted they were taking Goddard in the back of the first round it's, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to tell the team but you could figure it out it's 20 to 32 mm-hmm. He's so I said well how do you have two pass catch tight ends on, 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 on the field he goes you know what Goddard is more advanced probably than most people he goes don't worry about what you saw on tape. He goes, We worked him out. This kid could block. He's an effort guy and he'll learn how to be better. He goes, All he has to do is get in the way. When you have someone like this who can make an impact, you get him on the field and you have probably two unselfish players, they'll figure it out. Goddard's going to be a monster for this football team, way more than I thought when they drafted him because I couldn't figure out why would you spend a high second round pick or a second round pick on a player. This kid's really special mm-hmm. and fans are going to love this kid. He's a monster.
1: All right. Before we leave, do you have a name that you think the Eagles could be targeting around the league? Uh, somebody that you know, you think that when all is said and done before they go into Monday that they've got?
2: Uh, in terms of, you mean practice? Uh, a linebacker? Da- no, no,
1: not practice. What, well, for the 53? Because as we've been talking about, the 53 right now ain't going to be the 53. Fluid. No, it's 30, the fluid, yeah, uh, fluid well, 53.
2: Well, let's put it this way. I know there's a linebacker they've been eyeing. There's a, They're looking for a linebacker they'd like to add. Uh-huh. Um, oh, Laurie Reynolds didn't make it, huh? Lori Reynolds, Laurie Reynolds, the linebacker, is on the team. He wasn't on the cut list, right? I don't think he was. Uh, he was yeah, cut. He's on, he's on the team. Oh, oh he yeah. is. Thank on you, the John Barchard or, or Fearless. Forgot about So, Reynolds. so okay. by the way, J.B. He, that okay, that may change it because mm-hmm. I it, he, that, okay, that it, cause mm-hmm. I he he, had okay, mm-hmm. heard, he he, okay, mm-hmm. heard if he didn't make it, there was someone else they were looking at. Okay, because he's the one of the three backups that have experience. So they are keeping six.
1: Yes, they are. That okay, was my fault. I had forgotten
2: about Reynolds because he had experience with the Falcons and Jaguars were playing. So right. Um, I would still though there are guys that will pass through waivers that they'll sign to the practice squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to make a decision before we close out of here of who they're going to ca- what They're going to acquire a quarterback on the practice squad. I just don't know if it's going to be Hackenberg or someone else. Okay. The Eagles are really big on player development, more than probably any team that I know of. Every team tries to develop players, but they actually mean it. Especially at the quarterback say, position. It's yeah. unbelievable, yeah. So anyway, that's what I right. got. Well, gentlemen,
0: before, before we leave yeah. here, because there's been some crazy things that have been happening on this cut day so far. I All just right. want to, uh, Just as an NFC East rival... The Dallas Cowboys cut Dan Bailey. How about that? Which I saw that was probably a little shocking here. Eagles and Killer. I need all of your perspectives. What the hell are the Raiders doing? So, uh now that the 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 trade has come out, they've actually given up a second round pick back to the Bears in this with two uh, first round picks in this Khalil Mack deal, uh along with uh, some, you know, late round picks in this too. They've also just waived Martavis Bryant after giving up a third round pick uh for next season. So they are <laughs> Uh, missing their second and third round picks now. What's going on with the Raiders? The reality is John
1: Gruden, is when you give a guy a $100 million 10-year contract, there is no Reggie McKenzie.
2: There is only John Gruden. Yeah, he has full personnel control tennis contract. And I believe, and I wrote
1: this for the score when I was writing for them, that he is going to run that organization to the ground and nothing that has happened since I wrote it makes me feel anything differently.
2: Here's the thing is when every team and their mother was calling the Raiders this week, I kind of knew that because they were taking the calls and they would not say no. I was like, well, he's going to be moved. I didn't know where team he was going to go to. I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't th- quite thick in the Bears. They're are a thirty four front, but John is has very little patience. I've talked to people who've worked very closely with him. So the first time in his career he's had personnel control he didn't have with Tampa. Mm. And there's no one in that building can, can tell him no. And he doesn't also also listen very well to certain things. Uh, and you can't run a team like this when you have a generational player. It's probably going to be a hall of famer at least on the track that he's on. Sure. You just don't do these things. So to answer your question, John. Um these things you, you don't see another organization run like this. Martavis Bryan, was sh- when I was out there was shaky whether he was going to make the team. This is not good. Um this is not good because you the it kills our personnel staff because they they drafted this guy and to see this guy walk out and then they have to reset their defense is going to be awful yeah
1: you can't tell me that doesn't it's have a, a, a morale yeah. impact too because yeah. he was such a, was a special a great guy. guy great guy people yeah. loved him
3: and this is what happened when an owner falls in love with the coach and they don't have the buffer because you need that buffer great between point. the GM and yep. the head
1: coach Yep. it's
3: why you had the Mike Dick as a world drafting, getting all ready your draft picks oh, for it was one awful. guy awful. or the Cowboys yeah. putting all the guys out there for one guy when they let go of Herschel Walker and they were able to snuff the, you know, the Vikings they thought they were that close to get to the Super Bowl, and they ended up, you know, obviously killing them, too. Right. So this is a perfect example, and basically they're saying, he's saying, trust me, I have this success, you know, I'm going to be able to do this, and... That the was a mistake. The up, yeah, upside that, that down was, right
2: now. Yeah, And it's also, as
0: Chris Sweeney's uh, pointing out, I forgot to mention, uh, they traded for A.J. McCarron today
2: for a fifth yeah, round. Yeah, well, they were not happy, as I understand, with their backup quarterback at Connor Cook at is... Uh... All. <laughs> or A.J. Manuel, right. Right, it makes EJ sense, Emanuel, guys. A.J. Manuel too, yeah. Okay.
1: All right, well, listen, wow. that's going to do it for episode three of the Inside the Birds podcast. Uh, first one, as being part of the Go Birds Network, we thank them again, or right, we thank our... Our new producer here, John Barcher Our of the no Network, uh, WIP yes. Sports
0: Radio, uh, Radio 1, everybody who's been involved, and we will be back again next week. Keep it here. And just before, or just after, actually, I should say, the guys left, uh, Howie Roseman went to the podium, and just before he went to the podium, the Eagles did, in fact, make a trade. It was uh, very interesting, and we had said throughout the week that uh, there hadn't been any movement, so the Eagles uh, go out and get a hashtag Joe Douglas guy. Uh, and they end up with Bears safety DeAndre Hall, uh, who was uh, drafted in 2016 as a fourth-round pick. He will not count against the 53-man roster because uh, Howie Roseman said he's suspended for week one. They all know why. Uh, There wasn't any more details on that. Uh, We will break down everything that Howie Roseman said on Sunday after 12 noon and just kind of get and see where everybody else lands here. The interesting thing, at least my guess is, Uh, is that Trey Sullivan is the one that gets waived to make room for this new safety in week two. And this is kind of a smart thing uh, that Howie and Joe have done here is, you know, you're going to, and it's still possible that Trey Sullivan might get picked up somewhere after this because they really like him or somebody's keeping an eye on him. But most of your rosters are set and move forward. And uh, the next, the following week, maybe they can get Trey Sullivan back onto the practice squad. So uh, as far as DeAndre Hall and what he brings to the table, A lot of size, uh, a lot of hitting power. Uh, There are, it's a lot of people seem to be back and forth about how talented he is as a safety. But again, it's Joe Douglas. It's his guy. He feels confident in it. So uh, I'm sure there will be more questions with hopefully some answers later on in the week leading up to week one. So with that, thanks for listening to Jeff Mosher, Adam Kaplan, and Bill Osborne right here on Inside the Birds, part of the Go Birds podcast network.